Hey Zed Heads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Karen. This is the Walking Dead cast episode 111. <laughs> Did you, you miss sure? us? <laughs> yes. Are you sure it's 111? Yes. <laughs> I think so. I missed us. If we do this when we're really old and have Alzheimer's, then every episode will be 111. It's 111. <laughs> Isn't it 111? I think it's 111. I've done this before. <laughs> Who are you? Where's my memory? Why are you soul? in my office? Matt Long. <laughs> 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 if uh, the head of AMC has his way, uh, Walking Dead will still be on. <laughs> <By then. laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Rick Grimes will be in a wheelchair. <laughs> just wheeling away from those zombies. That's right. Get away. <laughs> uh, get off my get... lawn, you zombie. <laughs> Shaking his gun. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Audible. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash deadcast right now to get a free audiobook. We'll wait here. Go ahead. We're waiting. <laughs> Come on. Wait. What are you doing? <laughs> Lazy. All right, fine. <laughs> we'll just go there at some Be that point. Audiblepodcast.com slash deadcast. <laughs> so what you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've been, uh, I definitely drank the Battlestar Galactica Kool-Aid. Oh, really? Oh, man. Finally. I blame you. I was you. afraid you were you were going to watch it and be like, this sucks. It's kind of funny, though. <laughs> what happened was, I don't know if anyone else has tried this, but we, we downloaded it on iTunes. And iTunes doesn't consider the little mini series that sort of launched the reboot of this to oh, be the first yeah, that's episode. The first one, yeah. So when we started, which was on a plane to Israel, uh, we were like, "Wait a second, we don't understand anything that." And they were, uh, they even started no. with last week on Battlestar Galactica. We're like, "What do you mean last week? There wasn't a last week. What? What? Is this some kind of stylistic thing?" <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, oh, maybe they're just preserving the mystery for right. us. Or so we does were, that mean 1979? We were baffled. <laughs> and then we went, we, uh, David found the little miniseries. And um, and so we've been watching it. And it's so good. Cool. I love it. The whole series, in my opinion, is really good. And, and I have to tell you, the last episode, I was not totally satisfied with. Yep. You're not the only one. Um, so just be ready for that. Mm-hmm, I am. I heard. I heard um, uh, David Bianculi, who I think is the television critic for NPR. I think he he might be the movie critic. Sorry, maybe it's the other David. There's a couple of David Edelstein. Yeah, I think uh, Bianculi yeah. is TV guy. I have no idea. Anyway, one of the Davids um, said something about how the last episode might have erased the whole feel good of the entire series for no. him. That's what he said. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, I was listening to um, see Lost. Well, Lost didn't quite do that, for, but I, I was I, when I saw the mm-hmm. ending of this, I was disappointed. But it it wasn't the same as the Lost effect because I felt like the show was not goading me towards wanting to know what the whole show was all about. It was just a great show. Yes, you know. Well, maybe we won't watch the last episode. <laughs> we'll just stop. It's yeah, a good idea. Uh, have you been watching Breaking Bad? Oh, don't spoil. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm not going to say a thing. Isn't it great? It's so great. And, Two, and do you, six more episodes. I'm not spoiling a thing, uh, but I'm also going to say that uh, the beginning one had a great little ode to Star Trek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, we can say Skinny Pete and Badger talked about what their ideal Star Trek episode would be. <laughs> Pretty good. It was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Those guys crack me up. Yeah, I love it. I you love know what it. I read too that um 
that's actually uh, Vince Gilligan had been just bullshitting with one of his writers like a year or two before that or something. And he said that was his idea for a Star Trek episode. <laughs> and then when it came time to figure out what Skinny Pete and Badger were going to be saying, they're like, can we use your idea? And Vince is like, why would you want to? What's wrong with my? No. He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, it's pretty great. Okay. Uh I want to um, talk a little bit before we get into the All the Walking Dead stuff today about the upcoming um, podcast awards. So every year there's this thing called the People's Choice Podcast Awards and they give it give awards out to podcasters in various categories. They're kind of like the Oscars of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and and they they they've had the ceremony. They're starting to have it at this new media expo conference, which uh-huh. I presented at last year, and I'm going to again this year. And it was fun because a lot of podcasts that I listened to, the the guys were there, and Leo Laporte, who does a few of the podcasts I listen to, he was the MC. And um, the category that we would compete in is entertainment, and um, one of the guys that I was presenting with won. And uh, the other guy that I was presenting with, he was up for it and he lost to that guy. But he won a couple of years before. Uh So it's our turn. Yes, that's (laughs) right. And the three of us are presenting on the same panel this year. So I think it would be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, You know, I've been kind of resistant. Like we've I've known about this since we started. But I figured, and well, let's try it. We've been around long enough. Let's see what we can do. So it's all up to you guys. Whether we have a shot at this, it's all about the numbers. That's why it's called the People's Choice. Uh huh. The nominations start on October 1st. Um, I'll remind you guys of this, but if you want to support us on October 1st, go to podcastawards.com and nominate us. You can only nominate us once, and then the top 10 nominees in each category get to compete. Um, there's a bunch of categories, so you have to nominate us for the entertainment one, because if you nominate us for other ones, it'll split the vote. So entertainment and best produced. Because that one you can do too. Um, so it's uh, October 1st, podcastawards.com, entertainment and best produced. And we'll give more reminders and tell your friends um, if you guys have podcasts of, or, you know, of your own, say it out on there. And then after that, what? I have a question. So what's in it for our listeners? Uh, okay. So, well, What's in it for our let listeners, me, let Jason? Me, the satisfaction of helping us for free <laughs> is one thing. <laughs> um, that is satisfying. Then, yeah. Deeply satisfying. See, I haven't even told what the real pain in the ass part is going to be. <laughs> the, they haven't given the rules for this year, but last year, there's the nominations process, and then there's the actual voting to see who wins. And last year, that voting thing happened over a two-week period, and you could vote once per day. So the podcasters had to sit there and harangue their listeners. Okay, vote for us today. Vote for us today. And, um, you know, whoever gets the most votes wins. And we're going to have to do that too, if we want to win this. Um, but I'm hoping they'll shrink it down to maybe five days or something. Cause a lot of people complained last year, but anyways, I figured what's a way to make this painless for you guys. So I think what we're going to do is we're just going to put out a little haiku every day during the voting period and make it kind of a pleasant experience. (laughs) (laughs) We do love the haikus. Yeah, but we need to dangle some kind of a carrot out there. So what um, Rob Sesternino, the guy who won last year, he promised his listeners that he would shave his head if he won. And he won. And his wife was, was not happy. His wife is his podcast 
co-host and she, she was, was really not happy <laughs> like she didn't even want him to win i don't think <gasps> wow. she was really it was i could tell it was um uh, there was an inner struggle because she was very happy that he won but then right she's like, oh, he's shave his head. Head now. that'll look great <laughs> so, so i like i like me a bald guy though Oh, no, you were going to be the one to have to shave your head. I'll do it, man. No. <laughs> no. So here's what I thought is um, I want to put it out to you guys. What would you want us to do? It can be something that we do or something that, you know, you want to know about us or something, anything like that. Um, I'll put a post up on Facebook and say, all right, what do you want us to do if we win? We would only do it if we win. Um, we wear a ball then, gown to the award ceremony. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see that. And then trip, a ball gown. trip uh, charmingly on the don't, stairs. Don't give me out ideas. You, <laughs> I'll give out a few ideas of my own if we're going to go play it that way. <laughs> Crap, I'm going to have to wear a ball gown to the ceremony. <laughs> okay. No, see, it's only if you win, though. Yes. So I wouldn't know you if I had mind, won yet. Right? Just do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, it has to be something that we do if we win. Fine. Um, so, I'll, you know, we'll pick the best one that you guys uh, come up with. That should be fun. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be great. Now let's move on to the news. All right. Okay. What's going on, man? A few non-Walking Dead uh, related bits first. This one I am bringing up just because I'm a fan of technology and and apple and it was uh reported recently that steve Ballmer, ceo of microsoft mm-hmm. he announced plans that he's going to retire within a year oh wow and the, uh, microsoft stock went up like 10 percent <laughs> <that laughs> did it day. really yeah wow um but i thought that was crazy i mean they just i don't know if you keep up with this but they came out with windows 8 and i don't think it's doing very well no. and He's, I think he just said, okay, fine. Somebody else come in and try. I don't know for sure, but. I'll just be here with my billions and billions <laughs> Yeah, of just sulking in the corner of my mansion. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah, I think so. He's been doing it for quite a while mm-hmm. and give somebody else a shot. Yes. We'll see yes. what happens. Uh, the, okay. Did you see Man of Steel? No. Um. It, I liked it, but Superman was very brutal in it, and I kind of didn't like that because he didn't seem to care. <laughs> he I, wrecked I, tons of buildings. I prefer my Superman to be Christopher Reeve. Thank <laughs> you very much. That was my that was one of my childhood crushes. It was directed by Zack Snyder. He did oh, sure. Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm, he, it, mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. Anyways, they announced a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, that the sequel is going to be Superman and Batman. <gasps> which that's I think right. Is cool. Yes. Yes. And you know what I'm about to report. I do. Do they, it. Do it, man. Have, do it. They have announced who is going to play Batman. And which who, hunk, hunkity hunk is going to be it? Batman? It's a, what's his butt? From- ben Affleck. Yes. <laughs> That's a horrible choice. You don't think he can fill I, out that I, As suit? soon as I read that, I was like, my, I was like, What? You know, WTF on my forehead. Uh, <laughs> didn't, he play, didn't he play a superhero? He played Daredevil. And yes. And he, you know. A lot of people remember him as being bad, but I think it was just not a great movie. But I thought he was okay. But I don't think he has the gravitas, the weight. I don't know. The seriousness, it just doesn't fit for me. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, why don't you just wait and see how it is? And okay, fine. I'm open to the idea that maybe he'll be good. But I'm just saying my first reaction is blah. Who is, in your opinion, who is the best Batman? Uh, I guess Michael Keaton. 
Really? Yeah. I thought he was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, people, when he was announced, people were like, what? Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton. But, you know, I mean, go back to those Batman movies. They don't hold up very well. Mm-hmm. But I still mm-hmm. think he had a certain something that worked really well in the role. It, it Was he the Batman and the one that had Danny DeVito being the big mm-hmm. one? That was great. His yeah. French flipper trick. <laughs> oh, my that. God. But yeah, he just had great. this sort of a, a kind of aloneness and but affable and and he was very good at being a hero type yeah and, yeah yeah being a fighter and everything kim he basinger was, was his girlfriend yeah, in that yeah, movie yeah. and i think michelle pfeiffer was catwoman right yep 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 so there's that um, yeah here's another one about us well i what? promise we're gonna get to the walking dead stuff soon what? this one is about this new uh podcasting network called tv talk and they have these quick 20 minute podcasts their talk shows about various different TV shows. You know, they cover most of the shows that you'd want to have a podcast about. They're, they're new like this year. And Karen and I threw our names in the hat. You guys have asked if we'd ever do another podcast. Well, now we're going to. (laughs) So we threw our names in the hat. We have way too much free time on our hands. Yeah. And, and we got picked, uh, to do the agents of shield, which is totally great. It's Joss Whedon, it's an extension love. of the Avengers movie and the Marvel universe. On, mm-hmm. and, and, and I love comic books and you like that movie a lot. And Joss Whedon, love anything that he touches. And the best thing is, you know who's doing the score no. for this? Bear McCreary. Who's he? <laughs> he does Walking Dead. What? He does the score for Walking Dead. And, 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 and Battlestar No, stop. <laughs> yeah, he's doing One it. person <laughs> does all that? I know. Actually, the score for Battlestar Galactica is beautiful Isn't it? and fantastic. I have to say, I mean, I like the oh music on Walking Dead, but it's not as impactful as what he did on Battlestar Galactica. He did a beautiful job. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm so looking forward to this. I can't mm-hmm. wait. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So, mm-hmm. um th- that premieres on September 24th and um it's going to be a quick turnaround for us. So, the the episode will be up the next morning and I'll remind you guys about that if you're curious. It'll be different than our normal format, you know. We're part mm-hmm. of this sort of bigger machine, so it's quick and to the point, more to right. the point. Right. And so let's get to the point. Um actually this one <laughs> this is getting more into being Walking Dead related. <laughs> Okay. I want to give an update on the Walker Stalker Con. Do it, man. So I mentioned this last time. It's our pals at uh, the Walker Stalkers podcast have put together this huge convention. It's being reported in the news and everything. Um, Is it? Wow. Last time I mentioned we talked about it. Uh, we knew that Lauren Cohan and Melissa McBride were going to be there along with uh, a lot of the supporting actors. But since our last episode, they've announced Chandler Riggs, Sarah <laughs> Wayne Callies, wow. Greg Nicotero, and Norman Reedus. <laughs> wow. So that's huge. That is I'm totally yeah. impressed. And uh, Karen and I are going to be there moderating some of the panels, mm-hmm. not all, but some of the panels. And so that's going to be a blast. They're going to um, have parties and meet and greets. And um, and I just set up this podcaster panel that we're going to do with uh, the Walker Stalkers, Karen and, and I, and Karen and me, uh, Jim and Aaron from Watching Dead. Uh-huh. Uh, I really like that podcast, a little edgy. And Chris and Jason from Talking Dead. Am I the only chick? 
I think so, because that's one of the reasons why um, people listen to us, because <laughs> of you. <laughs> I, I, think I find that hard one. to believe. I don't think there are any girls on other Walking Dead podcasts. Maybe ladies, there are by now. Ladies, I will represent. That's cool, man. You're going to be moderating it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, that is great. So, so if that's you want, Atlanta. Yeah. Come out to Atlanta. It's right where they f- film this thing. Oh, um, yeah. It, it, you can get clo- up close with the stars mm-hmm. of the show. You can see your favorite podcast. And I know a lot of you listen to some a couple of those other podcasts. And you can meet me and Karen. And it's just going to be a, a really good time. I'm going to give you all a great big hug. <laughs> and buy you beer. Um, big group hug. And... Uh, I also have to say that is a beautiful, uh, it's a great time of year to be in Atlanta and you can go to Mm -hmm. Sonoy and you can see Woodbury. That's when we, that's uh, uh, both times I've been out to be a zombie has been either in November, I think in November, maybe when it was in December, but yeah, much better than when they talk about how hot it is in the summer. It is a beautiful time of year to be there and you can go to Sonoy, you can check out Woodbury and uh, just be around all these crazy talented people and... Man, that's great. I'm yeah, excited. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so go to walkerstalkercon.com to get tickets or find out more. And if you have any questions or anything, feel free to email us. Love it. Okay. Uh, I mentioned this last time, but um, next week, Tuesday, August 27th, the Walking Dead DVD, Season 3 DVDs excuse me, and Blu-rays are coming out. So just a heads up on that. When's uh, your they birthday? have that big aquarium one. Yes. My birthday is Tuesday, August 27th. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just wondering. Uh, and, they, and that aquarium with the zombie heads is the, you can get that. It's a perfect gift Blu-ray. for you. It really is. <laughs> um, a, there's going to be a special sneak peek of Walking Dead season four this Sunday during AMC's new show called Low Winter Sun, which airs at between 10 and 11 p.m. Eastern Pacific time. That show has Lenny James, who played Morgan. On yeah, Walking have Dead. you watched it yet? No, did you? Mm-mm. Uh, no, I haven't heard whether it's good either. But, you know, this is just a, a, a way to get people to watch it. And I think there's a, a short video online that summarizes the first episode if people want to watch that. I don't know. I, I What do you think they're going to show from season four? They'll be like, here's a zombie. <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> That they haven't already shown because they showed yeah. a lot, and we've already seen a whole bunch. That's true. Yeah, so I, I kind of don't want to. I, I doubt it'll be worthwhile. <laughs> it's a dead <laughs> dream. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it unless I hear Low Winter Sun's really good. Uh, IGN.com interviewed Stephen Yun, and um, I thought it was kind of funny that a couple of questions. So they say, "So you're not one of those actors who stays away from the source material." He says, I actually read the comic before I had actually booked the show, which was awesome for me because when I went into the audition, I realized, oh, crap, this is The Walking Dead. And then when I booked it, I was like, oh, crap, I'm on The Walking Dead. (laughs) So it was a trip. I definitely love the comic. How can you not? And how are you going to pass that up? That's pretty cool. He didn't even know when he went into the audition. And he was a fanboy. it just sort of dawned on him. Oh, this is that comic book I read. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm the most lovable character. Okay. All right. That's right. <laughs> so um, uh, they said, your character on the show has something that the others don't, a love life. Do you feel lucky in that regard? Or are you afraid for Glenn and Maggie because things can turn dark very quickly? 
He says, I feel very lucky, actually. Of course he does. Yes, he does. (laughs) I feel lucky to play a character who kind of is a wild card in in the sense that he can do anything. There's no limit as to what he can be put through. I think if you really go back in time through the series and check off the list of what Glenn has been through, it's astounding. He's been beat up. He's gotten crazy angry. He's gotten to have sex. He's bawled his (laughs) eyes out. (laughs) He's done crazy stunts. He's been lowered down a well. For me as an actor Mm -hmm. to play this character and to have this character also subsequently have a love interest is a dream come true. I get to do everything. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. What hasn't he gotten to do? Egg smash on his head. He hasn't had an affair with um, Lori. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just wait. Wait, just no, wait. she's dead. Oh, dang. I, why? It's interesting that, by the way, um, the actress who plays Laurie is going to be at the con, right? I mean, it's like with a lot of these genre shows. You know, I went to that Star Trek convention, yeah, yeah, which I'll yeah. um, talk about later. That's been 20 years ago now. Yeah, and they're there. <laughs> yeah. I can't so, wait to hear about that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Um, on Friday, this September 20th, this year's Halloween Horror Nights kicks off in Universal Studios. Last year, it was a haunted house. This year, it sounds like it's going to be more in the back lots on the sets of, I assume, like Psycho and <gasps> Horror. You oh, know, that's so great. And the zombies are going to be... I mean, they did some of that last year, but I think they're, it's this is the haunted house is on the sets more and the zombies are going to be chasing after you. Are you, you going to go? Like that. Nah, I don't think so because mm. I've got too much going on. Yeah. But uh, it sounds great. It does. Um, John Bernthal, speaking of ex-Walking Dead actors at conventions, was at Wizard World Chicago Comic Con over the weekend. And someone asked if he thought Judith was Rick or Shane's baby. What did he say? He said, that baby's going to have a big old busted nose and giant ass ears. You know what I mean? (laughs) 100% Shane's baby. I don't know if that's canon or not, but he probably had a big smile on his face. That is Shane. Of course it's Shane. (laughs) Says him. (laughs) Not anymore though. What do you mean? I think yeah, it's clearly by uh, by squatters' rights. It's it's Rick's. Yeah, but he is he an adoptive father or not? (laughs) It's Rick's being. Mm -hmm. Executive producer Richard Alpert on amctv.com okay this is where we go into the slightly spoilery section of the news just vaguely they asked him if season three was about the human threat what would you say season four will be about he said what we really have here in season four is we dangle the carrot that civilization can be rebuilt the notion that there's civilization and the notion that there's the possibility of there being laws and a sense of normalcy i think we're going to see an evolution in the walkers There's a whole bunch of new walkers and we'll see an evolution of the threat of human on human dangling. The possibility of civilization will make people much more desperate and willing to do things that would have been previously unthinkable. It's interesting evolution in the walkers. Yeah. Yeah. Are they going to be smart or something? They're going to start carrying guns, getting (laughs) wings. I want them to have wings. like them to have wings too yes please lasers shooting out their eyeballs season nine involving eh? Hmm. alzheimer season (laughs) um (laughs) there's some chatter that beth might develop a crush on daryl this season but she's carl's 
That's I know. That always happens. Yeah, and 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 Daryl and Carol are aren't they um, in some sort of uh, little? You know how these things change yeah, in these things. They say also that Herschel may develop a crush on Carl. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you never know how it's going to go. <laughs> it's nice to have a young person run around do your bidding. <laughs> uh, okay, now this section is a bit more spoilery. Okay. Let me Let remember me it. what it is. Um, okay, this one is, yeah, it's a plot point. It's not like going to ruin the season for you, but if you don't like spoilers, you should move along to this uh, next segment. So, according to Entertainment Weekly, they say a new council is formed to replace the dictatorship. And any and so Rick is no longer the leader. Mm-hmm. And anyone wanting entry into the prison community has to answer three questions. What is the airspeed of... <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> I just thought... <laughs> <laughs> of an African What's swallow. What's your favorite color? <laughs> 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 the zombies fly out. <laughs> if you get it wrong, they stick zombies in you. <laughs> Yellow, no, blue. Ah! <laughs> oh! <laughs> they have to answer, how many walkers have you killed? How many people have you killed? And why? <laughs> That's what it says. No way. I know. I mean, you're just going to make stuff up to get in. <laughs> you're going to say, I killed a shitload of walkers and no people. Right. <laughs> they can't. How, how do you prove that? Good no. <laughs> okay, next. Denai Guerrero, Michonne, and comic book writer, uh, executive producer Robert Kirkman told TV Guide, we might see a zombie baby. Oh, I like uh, the zombie babies. I hate the zombie you babies. You hate them. Denai says there's a little hint of that in the premiere. Kirkman said it'll be something different from the baby who was seen in Dawn of the Dead, which I don't like, uh, which was horrific and done so well. There's still room for us to do something different and cool. How would it be different? A zombie baby. Oh, the baby dies in utero and becomes a zombie. Oh, yeah. Because we're all infected. Right? That would be the only way. I mean, I think that is kind of what happened in Dawn of the Dead, but it was it was delivered. I think that is what happened. Mm, Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that was what happened. You were you thinking like a human zombie hybrid, like a human and a zombie get it on, and oh, and the zombie gets pregnant, or the human gets pregnant (laughs) with the zombies. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> or spiraling. <laughs> Gross. Um, and finally, in season four, it's been revealed that a whole bunch of people will die. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most spoilery thing you've said so far. And now that they have all the Woodbury zombie fodder, it's going right. to be easy to do that. All right, a lot of red shirts. <laughs> a lot of red shirts. All right, let's move along. Attention shoppers. Deadcast top five. In five, four, three, two. All right, it's Deadcast Top Five this time. It's our top five favorite monsters or creatures, right? Yep. That I, was your understanding? And and I have to say, this was so fun to put this list together. I didn't think it was going to be fun, but it was fun for me too. Yeah. Totally. I had a good time. Okay, can I go first? Yes, do it, man. Okay, my number five, Smurfs. They're no, monsters. they're creatures. They are blue. But I'm just kidding. Yucky creatures. Brainy Smurf is my favorite. But um, <laughs> Brain, the, it, actually, my number five is not too far off. It's gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah, because they're. I like how they're little, like 
you know, they get into shit and they throw stuff up, break things and, you know, they're messing everything up. And then if, if you catch them, they just look over and they go, hey. <laughs> 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 did you see gremlins or are gremlins too? No. Yeah, I love that. It would just, be fun to be a gremlin. You just did a really good gremlin <laughs> smirk. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That you did you ever see the Star Trek episode The Trouble with Tribbles? Of course. Yes. And tribbles are kinda like that too. They get into shit mm-hmm. and they're everywhere. <laughs> but they don't laugh at you maniacally. Yeah, and the and the gremlins are dangerous. Like if you get one on you, they can rip you up. And it, refresh my memory, tribbles just multiply. They just multiply, yeah. And they're and adorable. They fill up bins and things. <laughs> <laughs> did you okay, there was an episode I just, you know, as I've mentioned before, watched all of Deep Space Nine. Uh-huh. And there was one episode where they went back and took footage from uh, that Tribble episode and the people from D- Deep Space Nine went back in time so they were there. <gasps> they integrated them in and it was so cool. I never saw that. Oh, you gotta watch it. Yeah, you're now, right. all the old costumes and, and you know, they're all, they're, it, it, you can tell they're like fanboys too because they've heard of Kirk before. <gasps> And the best part is, uh, I don't even, I didn't even remember this, but back on the original series, the Klingons didn't have messed up foreheads. Really? That didn't happen until the movies. And so Worf has this like hat on so you can't see his, because Worf is in Deep Space Nine too. And then they're, they keep looking over at the Klingons and looking at Worf and they're like, what happened? And he's like, we don't like to talk about it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Wow. Oh, and it's, it's Worf, the, the actor who played Worf? It's him? He Worf is in Deep Space, Deep Space Nine. Nine. I yeah, didn't he, know that either. Starting with season four, he mm, went over and went on I only Deep saw Space a couple, Nine. the first or two seasons. It, it sucked the first couple yeah, seasons. Yeah, which is why I jumped off. Yeah, exactly. Don't okay. blame me. My number five, I had to go by category. That's the only way I could think of this. Yeah, of Top course. Five. That's fine. Yeah. So, my category is the category of quote unquote real monsters. Okay. Okay. My favorite monster is Sasquatch, otherwise known as Yeti <laughs> or Bigfoot. I told you it was quote unquote real. Okay. Real. Quote unquote, quote unquote real. I love them because. As in not real. <laughs> <laughs> you no, don't, I'm sorry, you don't no. know that. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know anything. Seems like a mellow creature. He just wants to walk yeah, around. Or else we would have. He's either mellow or what I think is he doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Strolls around. Um, he's all furry. He's like it. a hippie. Yes, he is a hippie of the quote unquote real monsters. Um, And I have runners up in those categories. Chupacabra. And um, Nessie, the Loch Ness monster. Okay, okay. And your uh, Nico. Nico's fighting with Grandma. <laughs> Except Nico actually is real. <laughs> What's he saying? I don't know. He's being cute. He is. Uh, okay, my, can I go? Do my I number end? four is the succubus. Do you know what that is? Is what, yes. Wikipedia says in folklore traced back to medieval legend, a succubus is a female demon or supernatural entity entity that appears in dreams who takes the form of a human woman in order to seduce men, usually through sexual intercourse. The male counterpart is the incubus. Religious traditions hold that repeated intercourse with the succubus may result in the de- deterioration of health or even death. I think that's hilarious. It's like it might or you might just be fine. <laughs> That might be the best sex of your yeah. life. Uh, one of the most famous succubi is Lilith, who um, yes. was in a certain in True Blood as a vampire recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it's creepy, but 
the whole sexy evil thing no, is kind of a turn on. Sounds kind of hot, actually. Yeah. They, whenever you see them, they're this hot demon chicks. Right, exactly. I like mm. how there's hot demon chicks. <laughs> cool. It's kind of great, actually. Um, is that is that kind of like a a chup- no? It's really not like a chupacabra at all. He's a goat no, sucker. No, this is myth. Mm-hmm. As opposed to oh, quote unquote myth, real. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like it. Okay, my number four uh, is. Uh, in the in the category of television, in the category of television, my number one monster is <laughs> is zombie, of course. Of course. Uh, what can I tell you? Having played the zombie, I feel a now a kinship with <laughs> said zombies. Runners up, I include uh, Doctor Who's Weeping Angels. They're fantastic. Awesome. Cookie Monster, Smoke <laughs> Monster, mm-hmm. and the White Walkers on Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, those, those are, cool. are good, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, my number three is the Deadites from Evil Dead. <gasps> yes. They yep, aren't yep. quite zombies because they're more like possessed people. Mm-hmm. And they grow into these ugly, like, well, they just look gross and ugly and they're sometimes bloated. Mm-hmm. And they have blood coming out and they go, ah, and they're definitely malevolent, but they're they're kind of... They kind of um, relish in your They mock fear. you. Yeah, they're they mocking. They totally mock you. I hate that in they a go, demon. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you saw. That's why you saw. And they mess you up. And but then they do this thing that that really gets me is they'll be like ah, and then right before you kill them, they turn back into their normal self, and it's probably your girlfriend or something. Yeah. And they go. Oh, oh, I'm Ash. so afraid. Oh, and then you, you get killed, stab them, them anyway, yes. and then their head rolls off in tears. And then, they, and then their head still berates you. Yeah. Like they'll turn back and they'll be <laughs> like, like, "You dick, bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "I did the right thing." <laughs> so, I, yeah, they, they they just have so much style. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. That is a lot of style. Mm. Uh, my number three uh, in the category of scariest, and I also have friendliest. Oh, and the- is it Casper? <laughs> no, oh, okay. actually, He's friendly. In the category of scariest, uh, I actually put ghost slash demons, and I'm thinking of paranormal. Activity. I'm thinking paranormal activity, Blair Witch. But you know, it's funny how uh, monster impact is kind of age specific. Uh, when I was younger, I saw a Ray Harryhausen movie, um, The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Did mm. you see that? Oh, go back and watch The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. People, go and see the Ray Harryhausen movies. They're so great. And there was one scene where um, they are at sort of, at, uh, they're at a party and somebody decides it would be a great idea to put a to put a handmaiden in a giant vat and then to throw a snake in after her. And then the sorcerer does his thing, and then out emerges this giant snake woman. And the snake woman dances around, and then all of a you sudden... You got your snake in my woman. Exactly. But her tail chokes her out. And then just as she's about to die, she turns back into the handmaid, and everything's fine. But when I was young, that was a very traumatic scene. Wait, her own tail Yes, chokes her, her out. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, can that happen? So can a snake's tail choke the snake out? <laughs> yeah, it was really, really bad. But that's why I think Monster Impact is age specific. Because I agree with that. I watched sure. it again and I was like, oh, I guess that's not so scary. But yeah. when I was little, that was a big freaking deal. Yeah. So um, that was scariest. Friendliest includes uh, Chewbacca, Shrek, and the Cookie Monster, and all the monsters in Monsters, Inc. 
We scare monster, because we care. Selfish bastard. No, you just want cookies. <laughs> yeah, I understand you, that. I eat all my cookies. You may be the one I identify with most. I, thinking of what I what scared me as a kid uh, made me r- realize I forgot about a few. Like the guy from Phantasm, he was this tall mortuary. Uh, what do you call a guy who works at mortician? Mortician. Mm-hmm. Just freaky as hell. Right. Right. And it's funny because David, when he was like 10 or whatever, he and his sister watched uh, this old movie uh, called Westworld with with, uh, Yul Brenner. Yes, the android cowboy. That android cowboy scared the crap out of him. (laughs) It scared me too. (laughs) Uh Because he was a youngster. It's it's, uh, great. I don't know. Some of that stuff might still be pretty freaky. Yeah, that might be freaky, android cowboy. Um, my number two is the. It's interesting that you put ghost and demon together, and and a witch because paranormal activity and Blair Witch have they're very similar in that there's this malevolent unseen entity. Right. It, you don't know it could be in the room with you. Right. All the time, it does little things to mess with your mind at yes. first. And yes. And then in the end, it just <gasps> takes over like you. Like with Blair Witch, all it did at the beginning was put the crazy um, sticks together yeah. to form the weird little just evil Just to stick. let you know that I'm here and it's I'm... in control. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and in Paranormal Activity, it just like moves things around in your house. Uh-huh. And, and when, I, you know, when I see a movie like that and then I come home, I feel more scared yes. than with a regular monster movie because I'm like, Nothing's it could happening. be right here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Exactly. Your mm. your head. I think your head makes the scariest monsters of them all. And that's why. My I'm, head? It, yes, your head. <laughs> your specifically Jason's head. Because I didn't shave. Because <laughs> you don't see it. And what mm. you don't see is much more colorful. Yeah. In my totally. opinion. Yeah. And vivid. Okay. That was my number two. So. Oh, okay. Uh, my number two is uh, in the category of literature. I'm going to have to go with modern literature specifically, not old literature, but modern literature. I'm going to have to go with vampires. And I'm thinking specifically the Sookie Stackhouse books. Mm-hmm. And even, heck, why not the Twilight books? Although, I got to say, I was looking through one of the old Twilight books recently, and it seems like the Twilight vampires do a lot of sitting around. They just sit around, and they have all of eternity to sit around, (laughs) and they just sit around. I'm thinking, why aren't you curing cancer? Lazy. That's all. (laughs) I haven't seen any of those. Really? Yeah, I probably won't. No. There's a stigma. They're not your thing. They're Um, very I do like the, the, the true blood vampires. I still, I've always had a thing about blood and sucking blood that just... I, it just disgusts me or it, it's not it disturbs me in wow a way that's that, not the, that's not the show for you because they're constantly sucking blood and i've gotten somewhat desensitized to it because i love yeah. true blood but still when like some a vampire bites their wrist and holds it over someone's mouth i just go like, Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah here lick my wrist so it seals it up Ew. by the way did you like the season finale uh, it was weird. It was okay. Yeah. I liked the season. Mm-hmm. I liked the episode before the season finale a yeah. lot. Yeah. I, I didn't love it, but it was okay. Agreed. <laughs> um, my number one is zombie. 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 Um, and I had to check in with myself. Is that really true or is it something I would just say because we're doing this podcast? And I still like zombies the best. Yeah. I like... I like, I think my, well, I like how they look and move and make the the noises Mm -hmm. they make. But my favorite thing is that they're mindless and relentless. And, but most of all that they used to be people people and maybe someone that you knew, maybe someone that you loved. Yeah. And now you have to kill them. And especially when you're 
like now that Walking Dead is around, we think more about, okay, how would I feel a couple of years on? But it used to be you'd just think more about what you would do the first time. And the first time would, or the early on would be the hardest to yeah. like grapple with. Am I going to kill my, you know, zombie wife or whatever? A year right. On. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And the answer is yes. Yes. Or um, turn me into a zombie so that I can be with David forever. <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, love you, honey. Uh, my number one, the category is movies. And the creature uh, that I like best is the the sandworms, the giant sandworms and tremors. Did oh, you? yes. Yeah, they were so great. That was a great movie. It was so yeah. fun. And I like how they kind of outsmarted them by sort of uh, pole vaulting from rock to rock. Mm-hmm. And oh, I just love that, that movie. That movie was great. It was just so perfect like it was not trying to be a big or important in any way it was Uh -uh. just campy but the relationship it was kevin um bacon Bacon. Mm -hmm. and fred uh ward yes yes who were perfect buddies desert Mm -hmm. trying to escape these giant sandworms (laughs) and researcher who was out there as a plucky researcher and that country singer woman uh Reba McIntyre. Yeah. And the guy who played the dad in uh, Family Ties. Just Very an interesting good. cast. Yeah, <laughs> See, super interesting cast. That was playing. Back when I worked at a movie theater, movies would play for six months or more. Well, I think Look Who's Talking played for a year. And <laughs> wow. seriously. And and uh, there was a guy who used to come in every couple of days and watch Tremors. <laughs> really? <laughs> for it every time. Wow. Yeah. How many times did you see it when it was in your theater? Probably a lot because yeah. I'd go in on breaks and watch yeah, it. Just watch know? it. It's a fun movie. Uh, also, runner up uh, to that category include Godzilla, probably because of my happy creature feature memories when I was a kid. I love Godzilla. Yeah. And um, American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just saw that movie again. Boy, does that hold up. I didn't think yeah, it would. It does. But yeah. it absolutely Edgy. does. Oh, man. The yeah. music's so good in it. It's just great. There's a lot of mods. I'm sure I, I, we were missing some, but oh, my yeah. honorable mentions are the Weeping Angels, which are yep. great. The Ood from Doctor Who. Do you know them? They look like no. squid uh, faces, <gasps> and they're all very docile, and they, they're they like servile, but then occasionally, for some reason, they their eyes turn red, and they go evil. <laughs> no, that's great. The Ood. Uh, and they're creepy looking. Creature from the Black Lagoon I always liked. I like lizard-looking people, too, mm-hmm. and fish. They're- there's a good lizard woman in uh, Doctor Who these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. Alien, you know. Yes. The, uh, swamp thing. You probably mm. don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't. Creatures in the mist that come out of the mist and kill you. You know, they look like big um, insects from the Ooh. movie The Mist, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freddy Krueger, of course, and Jason. Do, uh, do, Ameri- uh, do human psychos count as monsters? Uh, I don't know. Probably Isn't not. Freddy Krueger a human psycho? Uh, well, he died, and now he lives in your dreams, oh, and he's all yeah. burnt up because the villagers all burnt him. Okay, the, the that's townspeople. definitely a monster. Yeah, okay. and Jason, he keeps getting killed and coming back to life. Monster. So I'd say that qualifies. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go through the listener responses. Okay. Evan says the Cyclops or maybe Medusa. Ooh, Love me good. some Greek mythology. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Those were probably the first creatures I read about in grade school. Aww. I agree with you. 
Your turn. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, Mr. Blog, Mr. Blog writes King Kong. He's a giant badass gorilla who fights dinosaurs, giant snakes, and spiders all in the name of love. A true Renaissance beastie and the original. <laughs> yeah, that movie is amazing too. It was like <laughs> yes. done in the 30s. Yes. It looks great. It really, really yeah. still does. Crystal, human beings, the <laughs> depraved acts of some of them are capable of committing will always be worse than any fiction we can come up with. I don't know about any, but like if somebody, uh, I came up with a fiction where a giant person devoured the planet, that might be worse than that might what be most worse. humans can do. Or if he tortured everyone for a thousand years and then devoured and the planet. And then devoured the planet. That <laughs> would definitely be worse. But I take your point. Point taken. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nedro writes, uh, for looks effects, I got to go with Balrog uh, uh, in um, Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. So awesome. Balrog. That was when um, uh, 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 Gandalf said, you shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said, you shall not pass. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> And then they both fought and went plummeting into the abyss. Yes, I do. (laughs) He was right. You do. You do. Very good, uh, Gandalf. Go ahead. Oh, it's my turn. Uh, Jeff says chupacabra because I like saying it. (laughs) I do like hearing it too. (laughs) David writes Gollum. Poor, poor, pathetic Gollum, the very personification of pathos and a slave to unrequited desire. Gollum. Gollum. Yeah, that's great. Cindy says Sharknado. <laughs> I mean, did you watch Sharknado, by the way? No, Have you seen any of it? That has just come up. Is that a new thing? Or I've been, it, it's so, been popping you know, up everywhere. Sci-fi, the Sci-Fi oh, okay, Channel okay. has Shark Week every year. And, and there's this... a, like raining sharks or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd it's, watch that. It's crazy. And David and I flipped around the channels. We're like, Sharknado, what the heck? And we watched yeah, it. And we're how like, can you not at least stop yeah, for a few minutes? We were like, this is the worst <laughs> movie we've ever seen. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> is that me? Yeah. Uh, Chaslin says, does Ludo from Labyrinth count? Uh, he was super adorable. Very cuddly for a monster. I don't know. I don't remember. I haven't seen that in such a Ludo? long time. Ludo? But... Um, if Cookie Monster counts, then sure. Uh, Martha says the smoke monster from Lost. I like the smoke monster sounds. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a ratcheting. I love the smoke monster, the way it looked and acted. I, I, yeah, like I how it was explained. Never, yeah. But I thought it was fr- pretty freaking cool. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, John writes, the Predator, he is strong, he is fast, he is honorable, looks cool, great smile, and kick-ass weapons. Great smile, huh? that's pretty funny i didn't catch that (laughs) you know his mouth is like this gaping moth that's hilarious (laughs) susan says vampire which i guess means vampire vampire oh yeah vampire vampire they do not sparkle (laughs) in the sunlight <laughs> well, that's sad for them that they don't sparkle. <laughs> Brittany writes, uh, whatever those space rooms were in 2006 Slither uh, with Michael Rooker as the first person infected. P.S. I totally only picked that because of the Walking Dead connection. <laughs> Thanks, Brittany. I heard that movie was disturbing. I haven't seen it, though. We need uh, to see that. Kristen says vampires because they can live forever. Kirk writes zombies because they are mindless, unwavering creatures that constantly grow in number. They can't be reasoned with. They Their source cannot be destroyed. It makes them a powerful metaphor for man's own fear of himself. Our fear that we 
will cause our own downfall. That there is no way to escape that. I think that makes them terrifying. Do you think that uh, is that man's fear of his own, of himself? Uh, well, there's so many different um readings of zombies, and that's another thing that's cool about them. That you know, like Romero famously had a lot of social metaphor in oh, yeah. his zombie movies. So, whenever um people ask why are zombies so popular, people just come up with different reasons, and this is I one love of that. Them, you know, I love that people come up with yeah. different reasons. It's great. Drea says, "Killer clowns from outer space, <laughs> clowns with a K." Because this movie scared the bejesus out of me when I was a kid. Clowns are uber creepy, and these guys come up with hilarious ways to kill your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie writes, "Werewolves always scare the crap out of me." Bart says, Predator's pretty badass. Elizabeth said, Predator, because it's got badass gadgets. It does? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even remember that. Yeah. Than says, Alien, because of her acid saliva. Ooh, that's good. Jenna Lee writes, Frankenstein's monster, because good things do come in packages unexpected by polite society. And I love the nature versus nurture conundrum. And Dan says, Karen is my favorite creature. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. I assume you meant me. That's sweet. Uh, All right. right. That's very good. Thanks, you guys. Let's take a little break. There's more to come. Stay with us. back it's time to talk audible if you're looking for great audio entertainment besides us audible is the place to go <laughs> they're a leading provider of audiobooks now with over 150,000 titles and they're convenient you can listen to them on any device that you listen to podcasts on so go to audiblepodcast.com slash deadcast to get a free audiobook when you sign up for a free trial so i watched um orange is the new black <gasps> Yeah, I hear it's great. It's great. Yeah, you, I think you love it too. Yeah, I've it's been hearing really, so yeah, many good things about it. You're gonna love it. You gotta watch it. Um, it's all on Netflix. Thirteen episodes or twelve episodes. Um, and then, so I wanted to go back. You know, it's based on a true story. I did not know that. It is, and it was a book. Oh. And Lissy said, "Oh yeah, I read the book." I'm like, "Oh, there's a book." So I went on and and I downloaded the audio book, and and I was gonna listen to it and and you know recommend it yeah, on yeah. the show. But I think she's super annoying in the book. <gasps> And uh, I don't know. She's always talking about that she graduated from Smith and she's blonde and how much everyone loved her in the prison and how, you know, they couldn't believe they made such a great friend. And they kept asking her what a girl like her was doing in there and on and on and on. And uh, I'm just like, God, you're really annoying. So I'm not going to recommend that one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm almost finished. And you know what? I did want to finish it. And it was still interesting to hear an account of someone like that in in a prison. But it felt more like, because it's minimum security, it was almost like she just was in high school or something. Yeah. Talking about Martha Stewart. The cattiness of the other women and stuff. It's still, I could tell it was hard, but anyways, um, interesting, but I wouldn't full heartedly, you know, say, Oh, everyone should get this. You know, you, I think you'll know if you, if you would like that kind of thing. But since I can't full throatedly recommend that I, I went back to our, uh, where our listeners wrote about books that they liked. Yeah. So I'm just going to read a few of those. Um, cat says the passage written by Justin Cronin, a good post-apocalyptic novel, quote the stand meets the road at 36 hours it's a great listen that sounds good that does sound good 
Claire says, yes, on a song of ice and fire on my second listen now. I just don't want to leave that crazy fucked up world that is Westeros. A lot of people recommend the Game of Thrones audiobooks. I think if I ever do read it, I might do it that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Audiobooks. It's a good way to do it, I think. they have actors like the World War Z one, maybe. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle says, anything by Scott Sigler, I would recommend starting with The Infected, then the sequel, Contagious. The third and final book is Pandemic. He's working on it now. <gasps> yeah, I remember hearing about that book. I remember wanting to get that. I'm going to write that down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marcy says, Graveminder by Melissa Marr. Couldn't stop listening. Elisa says, Tincture, sci-fi western, chasing the bard fantasy. I'm not sure what that means. Chasing the bard. uh, Janalee says, one of my faves was the Underland Chronicles by Suzanne Collins, who wrote The Hunger Games. Yeah, baby. Um, Ben says, I phoned in a while ago and told you guys about a zombie book called X Heroes. It's a zombie superhero novel. The writer's phenomenal. The audiobook is narrated by multiple people, too. It's one of the best. There you go. So there you go. X heroes. Um, yeah, that's several tantalizing recommendations. And uh, next time, um, you're gonna talk about one, right? Yes. So we'll have one. Do you know you? You don't know whether you like it or not yet. Right? I do not. Okay. We might have one to like next time <laughs> <laughs> that we actually listen to. But uh, you know, there's tons of good stuff out there. And um, what was the? One? I want to listen to that Margaret Atwood one that you mentioned, but you already talked about it. Anyways, to get yours, go to audiblepodcast.com/deadcast. Uh, thanks to all you guys who've already signed up through us. We appreciate it, and we thank Audible for their support too. Thanks, Audible. The Robber Bride, Margaret Atwood. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's so the good. second one. Uh, yes, that, but that it's okay to just read yeah, it first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, let's move along to listener moans, groans, and grunts. Brains. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, Except uh, this one's from Lori. Okay, you two, that's twice now that you've mentioned my name in a podcast. I feel honored and have saved both casts for posterity. Yay. Oh, (laughs) by the way, Karen was right. My name is pronounced Lori. Lori. Thanks, baby. I found this site. Uh, poking around the net and wanted to share uh, with uh, my favorite zombie lovers. Enjoy. And the site is... I'll put a link up. It's a long link. It is a long link. But there's these two sites. One is um, about how people, I think, who are making zombie movies can draw on this as a resource. It's like, if zombies were real, this is how they would work or something like that. Oh, so cool. And this other one, thezombieautopsies.com, is about a book that has all these illustrations of zombie autopsies and that illustration right there is one of them it's like this grody brain being taken out of a zombie (laughs) i'll put these links up in our show notes if you guys are interested that's good to know yep there's a pair of uh forceps grabbing a piece of zombie brain (laughs) nancy from pennsylvania says cockneys versus zombies came out last weekend i didn't see a theater around here showing it (laughs) How about your area? Did you see it? No, I nope. went on Rotten Tomatoes. It got a 71, which is pretty um, good, actually. Pretty good. If any of you guys have seen it, uh, let us know how it was. And then she says, I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but it's From Dust Till Dawn, the Tarantino movie with George Clooney. Remember, we were trying to remember if Tarantino did any horror movies. Yes. And From Dust Till Dawn. I actually think that was directed by Robert uh, R- Rodriguez. Rodriguez, yeah. But Roberto Rodriguez. Roberto, but he's Tarantino starred in it with George Clooney. So thanks. Yeah, from dust till dawn, we couldn't remember that. 
see the Alzheimer's is setting in. <laughs> Already. This next one comes from Julian who writes, Hey, Jason and Karen. So Chicago Comic Con was awesome. This was my first Comic Con and I totally loved every bit of it. Oh, before you go on, I, I included a lot of her email on this. She went to Comic Con where there were uh, Walking Dead actors and um, she had such a great time. I, I thought maybe it might whet some of your guys' appetites for uh, Walker Stalker Con. So. Where Norman Reese is also going to be. <laughs> yeah. We mainly went for Norman Reese and the other Walking Dead stuff, but we really did enjoy seeing everything there. It was a ton of fun. We got to go up and get our autograph um, and to talk to Norman Reedus for about 20 seconds and I got to hug him and he held my hand while he <laughs> signed my picture. It was so magical. He is extremely nice and seems to really enjoy meeting fans. Every Everyone that was visiting or working at the convention had nothing but nothing, things to say about Norman. People had brought him gifts uh, and when they went up to get his autograph and someone got uh, him a Nerf gun, he was, so he was playing with that uh, and also tossing candy that he had up there to kids waiting in the line. He was very nice and uh, really fun to talk to. John Berenthal was there. Uh, when Norman came in for his panel, John was still talking and he jumped out and scared everyone and sprayed us uh, all with silly string. John's panel was really good. He was a really cool guy and uh, was talking about his upcoming projects and they sounded great. Norman's panel was only about 15 minutes long, which was a bummer. Before they started, uh, a guy came out and said, because of AMC, uh, we weren't allowed to ask Norman any questions about The Walking Dead. <laughs> so that's probably why it was so short. I understand we couldn't ask anything about the new season, but why couldn't we ask uh, him anything about other Walking Dead stuff? Oh, well, Norman did say, though, that they had uh, just finished wrapping the mid-season finale this past Friday, which is totally exciting. He also said that Boondock Saints 3 is uh, for sure happening and that Troy Duffy is working on the script now, though he hasn't seen it yet. Can't wait. All in all, it was a great weekend. The venue was great. The vendors and workers were really cool and fun to talk to. And of course, um, seeing people's costumes was great. God, that is a really cool. That is a cool part of any Comic-Con. The costumes, I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so at this yeah. Walker Strucker Con, there, one night there's a zombie party. And he, they said you don't have to dress up, but I assume a lot of people will. So that should be fun. That's mm. awesome. Oh. I'm going to go as a podcaster. <laughs> With your microphone. Yep. <laughs> um, well, thanks, Jillian, for writing that. Yeah, that cool. that's great. She sent pictures, too, of her like <gasps> hugging Norwegian and stuff. Yeah. Aww. I should ask her if we can put those up on uh, on our, uh, what do you call it, Tumblr. I think you just did. <laughs> uh, this one's from Tina. I love Dale, and I was very sad when he had to die. So Tina is back uh, just getting into season two, listening to our old episodes. Ah. Oh. So she says, I love Dale, and I was very sad when he had to die. Jeffrey Damon is a great actor. I first saw him in Citizen X, which was a movie made for HBO or Showtime in 95 about a real serial killer in Russia. He was really creepy in that, but great. Oh, I didn't know about that. I guess he played the serial killer. Thought he was brutal as the lawyer in Shawshank Redemption. Do you remember him being in that? The I lawyer? don't. I know. No. Me neither. And he was great in The Green Mile as well. When I saw him on The Walking Dead, I thought he was perfect. He is quite expressive, and it was the first time I had seen him with facial hair. Uh, Tina's um, Jeffrey Dimon's wife, by the way, who's writing this. (laughs) (laughs) I loved his performance as the lone man out fighting for the outsider's life. That whole scene reminded me of 12 Angry Men. Just listened to the interview you did with Jeffrey Dimon, so I tried my own hand on writing a haiku for Dale. (laughs) <laughs> Your eyebrows never cease to raise with fierce emotion. Dale, you are the best. <laughs> oh, that's 
that's adorable. <laughs> that Thanks, Rody. Really cool. That was kind of cool to get a little blast from the past. Yeah. There. Thanks, Tina. <laughs> well, what season was that? Season two? Uh, yeah. Well, yes, yeah, it season was. Two. Yeah. Okay, so a um, guy named David Zapanta wrote in, and he has this company, and uh, he's doing a couple things. One is called Melancholy Greetings, and he sent us these uh, oh. greeting cards that he drew. Oh, they're awesome. It shows a zombie Lincoln, and it's very <laughs> cutely drawn. It says he turned up like a bad penny. <laughs> There's... Uh, a zombie looking really pissed off with a birthday hat on and flies all around and says getting older stinks <laughs> <laughs> this is what i like it's a zombie looking gruesome but he's got this big toothy smile and it says at least he still had his own tea <laughs> so these are cute that um, is great he, I, he, I, he was kind enough to send these so i you know and i think they're really cool so if you go to i think melancholy com, yeah um, you can see that. And David, love these. They're so great. He also wrote a novel called Posthumous. Oh, right um, on. And it's book uh, one of the 280. Kadabra Rasa series. Kadabra Rasa. It says, welcome to the world of Posthumous, where being undead is a choice. The bodies of patriotic crem- cremationists power the country and the living states is divided not only by a rampant necrophobia, but also by a massive border wall known as the a Burley Gate. <laughs> <laughs> the Burley Gate is so awesome. It sounds like a, a unique take on the whole zombie thing. Death is only the beginning. So if you want to check this out, it's David S.E. Zapanta posthumous and it's at posthumousthebook.com and i will put both of those links in our show notes and thanks a lot david for sending these in appreciate it god thanks david that is really cool all right uh there are a couple calls here this is kyle from australia hey jason and karen this is kyle from australia i just want to give you my top five movie characters number five aaron taylor johnson as kick-ass Number four, Christopher Mintz Plassey as the he motherfucker. Does. I mean, come on, his name's the motherfucker. <laughs> Number three, Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Number two, the fucking uh, bunny from Donnie Darko. Yes. yes. Number one, Megatron. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I love you both, especially you, Karen. Bye. Oh, I love you, Kyle. I love you. Love the fucking you. bunny. <laughs> from Gigas. Uh, <laughs> oh you can call back anytime kyle that's great yeah Me- the, just that megatron was his top one is awesome uh, yeah i can't <laughs> believe i forgot the bunny from um donnie darko donnie darko <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool oh that was great <laughs> uh, okay let's go on to danielle from anaheim hi jason and karen this is danielle i'm the one that sent you that zombie from a couple months ago, the, my lame zombie sound was the eating, um, making weird zombie sound noises. Um, but I have a theory about, you know, in the trailer you hear that little voice, this is something about sanctuary and survival. I'm sorry. Remember the helicopters in season one? We saw them again in season two. Um, and then in season three, that helicopter, what is there from the same place? I think. Um, that's just my theory. Um, bye. Have a nice day. 
Wait, the heli- uh, season two, did we see helicopters again? I don't think so. I don't think we I did think either. We saw the helicopter in season one when Rick was in Atlanta. In, in Atlanta. And then in season mm-hmm. three, the governor's men had a helicopter, but right? we don't know for sure if it was the same one. Could be. So, but anyways. Um, Maybe there was yeah. in season two, but I don't, if there was, I don't remember Yeah, it. I don't remember it. Um, Alzheimer's and the <laughs> sanctuary. Uh, yeah, that that uh, could be some big place that has helicopters. I guess we'll find out. Danielle, I'm willing to give it a shot. <laughs> I won't believe it. And finally, we have Ben from Seattle. Hi, Jason, Karen. This is Ben from Seattle. I'm just calling to say I really appreciate your guys' podcast. It's been... Uh, one of the one of the number one things I listen to when I go on my runs. Aww. Anyways, here is my flamboyant zombie. <laughs> Arrar! That's awesome. Arrar! Arrar! I'm gonna eat your brain. <laughs> Thank you, Ben in Seattle. It sounded like he was outside. It did sound like he was running. Running, except he yeah. wasn't out of breath. He never cardio first rule of zombie land. <laughs> wow, that's terrific. Terrific. Ready to close it out? I am. All right, that's our show, episode one eleven. I'm sure of it. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, I was going to mention about the Star Trek convention. Um, it was it was so cool. There were it was like Starfleet officers and and aliens everywhere. Did you become a, a Dax stormtroopers? Were you a Dax sandwich? I, <laughs> you know, I was uh, by myself, and I, I had struck up some good conversations with people. But a lot of the time, you know, I was sort of in loner mode, oh, and you're so. Shy? Well, not that I'm shy, but it's just when I get warmed up, then I can like um, be immediately sociable. Like if I like if I was talking to you right now, and then I saw the two Daxes, I'd be like, "Oh, hey!" But I was sort of walking around in my own head. So when I got to them, I went up to get my picture taken with them, and they were like, "There's music on," and they were like trying to be all you know, like get into the, a great mood and stuff, which they were. But when I walked up to <laughs> Terry Farrell, she looked at me and she goes. Are you all right? <laughs> no, she did yes, not. Yes, she did. I was nervous, and I'm like, yes. And I put my arm around her, and she goes, "You're all right now, aren't you?" And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and so I haven't seen the picture yet. I have to, but I, I'm afraid I'm going to be like, Ugh. "Are you all right?" <laughs> that's my that's my big moment with the two Daxes. Uh, I was hoping for a delicious Dax sandwich. Yeah, I mean it was great like we got it it, it, they just zoom through those you know there's like a hundred people in line and they're like next 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 yeah so anyway wow were they were they in costume by the way uh no they were not in costume but um it was great i saw shatner he was he was kind of boring actually but um yeah he's over it yeah i saw um i I saw adrian barbeau (gasps) Because she played a Romulan at one point. Did she really? Okay, this is going to be embarrassing moments here. So I saw Adrian did you Barbeau. Did you crush on her when I, you were little? I, I, I did. And I told her that. Oh I said, my God. Um, you know, I had a crush on you when I saw you in Swamp Thing. And she <laughs> oh said, she said, she was on stage, right? And I was at the microphone. <laughs> and she goes, oh, you probably saw the unrated version, didn't you? Because that, I guess she was naked in that one. Oh. Um, like probably and then I said I don't know why the hell this came out of my mouth what did you but say? I said it, it it was bigger in my mind 
which I think she was, you know, specifically referencing oh that you could God. see her boobs. Oh my and God. now I'm saying that, like, suggest, which isn't true. Her boobs are still big. Yeah, no, she, she's got terrific <laughs> was knockers. really stupid. So anyway, listen, so you then I said. You said that to her. I yeah. totally did. But I don't even think, I don't know if she caught it or not. But then I said, okay, well, here's my question. I wanted to know, when you played the Romulan on Star Trek, because that's why we're all here, right, to talk about Star Trek, uh, did you, do you think of yourself as a bad guy or or not? And she goes, you know, to tell you the truth, I, I barely remember doing that. And then she goes, I, I should have probably watched it before I came to the Star Trek convention. I'm so sorry. And I could tell she was embarrassed. And actually, it was almost like we were even after that. Yeah. Because she should have watched it. Yeah, she should have. <laughs> she was probably hot. Yeah, but she yeah. was cool. I we mean, you know, I'm telling you like the most embarrassing parts. But actually, I had a great time. They had this huge costume uh, they had the world record for the most people in Star Trek costumes in a room. It was over a thousand. Oh my god! And this Borg guy looked like he just zapped right in from the Borg cube. <gasps> he was like, this had all these like things oh. moving around, and he, he had a voice modulator. Yeah. So I'm like, can I take your picture? He's like, yes, you can. You know, I can't do a Borg you voice. You will but be assimilated. <laughs> creepy as hell. In fact, wow. they told him he can't win the costume uh, thing anymore because I guess he's won too many times or something. Resistance I don't know. is futile. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I will, I will, I will win I the will costume win contest. The contest. <laughs> and they're like Orion slave, sexy Orion slave girls, like green women, you know. <gasps> oh, and all different kinds of aliens. It, it was fantastic. God. And uh, and I did, you know, uh, Jerry Ryan, who played Seven of Nine. Uh-huh. Oh, she yes. was on stage. Gorgeous. I, I I I I guess I sort of redeemed myself. I like went up to the mic and she said hello, and I go hi. Why have you not? Because she hasn't, right? <laughs> she's all, I, she's like, no. She goes, uh, uh, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> she's freaking she's beautiful. beautiful. She looks better now, even than she did back then. Really? I wow. Oh and but the highlight was having you know all of the Deep Space Nine cast on stage together, and uh, w- one of the times when I was feeling sociable, I was having this great conversation with three or four different people all about Star Trek and people who'd been to these cons for many years and were friends and, you know, just getting it. And then I forgot to go get up on stage in time to ask the Deep Space Nine people a question because you have to, there's, there was a too long of a yeah. line by the time. And so I, I stood, my secret, I, I had seats about 150 rows back or something it felt like but every time somebody came up on stage I would just go up to the mic in the front to ask a question and I had practically front row seats you know and people up there paid hundreds of dollars for them so (laughs) anyway I just stood up there and and you know was grateful to see them and it was very good they 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 were really good up there one of the guys was like you know usually when we get up here we just goof around but i think because it's the 20th anniversary by the way for deep space um nine fans it's renee aubergeonois who oh, played Odo. He's great he's like but we're really talking seriously about it now and i guess this is the first time where i've really been able to look back on it with any perspective and i thought Aww. that was really cool and then cisco sang with uh this guy vic fontaine who was in later episodes as a holodeck vegas guy yeah yeah what did he sing uh, I don't know. They just sang. I forgot the song, but they sounded really good oh, together. It was really impromptu, sweet. so they didn't know all the words. But that is so sweet. Did anyone cool. uh, dress as a triple? 
Uh, No, someone dressed as the Deep Space Nine wormhole. She comes up, I'm the Deep Space Nine wormhole. She had this big billowing starry looking dress on. that's (laughs) awesome. So you're mentioning everybody except the cast from The Next Generation. Did you see anybody? Yeah, I watched uh, 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 Riker and Troy and um, Sprint Spiner. They were all up on stage at the same time. Hilarious. Oh, were they? And, uh, and yeah, just so good. I can't remember what, but it was funny as hell. And they, yeah, you can tell, like, their cast, they joked around a lot. Michael Dorn was up there. I love Michael and Dorn. I think the Deep Space Nine, they were a little more serious on yeah. the set, you know? Yeah. You can tell they all loved each other, but they weren't as joking around. Uh, it was great. The, I, it made me realize that, you know, I'd get up in line and be able to maybe ask one question or... I was too far back. I asked Sulu a question. That was kind of Ooh. fun. But um, I'm so spoiled being able to talk to the Walking Dead actors for yes. even just like 20 minutes. Having that access. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted, I had so many, many questions. Wait, I've got more so questions, curious. people. Yeah. I've got 20 minutes. We should all sit down because I've got some I questions. I just wanted to call up yeah. and say, will you come on my Walking Dead podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so. They're kind of related. Yeah, but it was it was a good experience. Wow. It was fun. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. It was at the same hotel where the New Media Expo conference is. New Media Expo. That what hotel in Vegas? The Rio. The Rio, which is off the strip. Uh, anyway. If you would like to leave us a message, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. Or send an audio file like some people are doing. You can tell how great that sounds. Yeah. And if you have an accent, by all means, (laughs) please call in. You can email us at brains at walkingdeadcast.com. You can check out our website at walkingdeadcast.com. Don't forget to click through Amazon the Amazon link on there whenever you're shopping at Amazon. And we're also on Twitter at Jason and Karen, on Tumblr at walkingdeadcast.tumblr.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash deadcast, and Pinterest on pinterest.com slash deadcast. And don't forget to check out walkerstalkercon.com. Even if you're um, not sure you want to go, just go on there and check it out and, and see if you change your mind. Love to see as many of you out there as possible. Come on, join us. You know you want to. That's right, baby. You want to. <laughs> okay, you that's know. our show. Thanks for listening. Don't, don't get, get bit, Mariano, Mariano Chacon. Chacon. Arrar.